Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited to be with you here today and chat with you. And I really know that our conversation is going to really help mums who are in the thick of, of mothering children. So can you just briefly introduce yourself and your family for us? For sure. I'm so honored to be here, Elise. I'm the mom of seven children and I have been homeschooling for 25 years and I still love being with my kids and experiencing learning with them. My husband and I live with our the children who are still at home up in the mountains in uh, California, Northern California. And I, out of my homeschooling and that journey that I was on, I actually started a business where I supply resources to homeschool families for preschool through elementary. So it's been a really sweet uh, journey centered around reading books to my kids and then helping other moms get started in kind of this lifestyle of learning. Yeah, I love that. So can you, your company that you started is called The Peaceful Press. Can you just share a little bit more about the work that you do through that? I know you have, you just said you have resources, but can you just share a bit more about that for the moms? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, like I said, I've been homeschooling for a long time. And my second child had some learning disabilities. And so we were, they're actually, actually special needs, but we were working with an occupational therapist and a neurodevelopmentalist. And some of the activities that we did with her, I saw how profitable they would be for all families because so many kids don't have enough fine and large motor work in the early years, especially as children are on tablets more and things like that. And so I created a preschool resource called the Peaceful Preschool that really incorporates a lot of that fine and large motor work because as busy moms, sometimes we just don't know what to do to help prepare our children for school. And then I went on to create a kindergarten resource and literature-based elementary resources. And they're kind of centered around this idea of reading out loud to your children and then doing some nature study and looking at fine art and listening to beautiful poetry. So all of the learning, instead of being out of workbooks that kind of go in one ear and out the other are centered around these most beautiful of books and then we journal or narrate or notebook what we learn I love that and I love to as you know busy busy mums even though we might be stay-at-home mums life is still busy we still have things to do and so the fact that you have created something that you know I I'm getting ready to send my son to kindergarten next year and so even just having something to have here 
that's like a tactical resource of here's how you can help and my younger kids here's how you can actually help them and help them to play and learn um so yeah I, lo I love that I think that that is awesome and I have big time stalked it and sent it to all my friends <laughs> look at this this is so cool um so but what we're you just touched on it and what we're really going to talk about today is your new book that you have just released called mothering by the book and I I just love that title first of all I just think that that it's is. very tongue-in-cheek so lest anyone think it's about a one right way to parent <laughs> <laughs> no I love it um and it's all about this idea of overcoming fear by reading out loud and I've got to be totally honest when um when I first started reading the book and looking at it, it was the first time that I had ever heard the concept of reading out loud to your kids, like intentionally like literature, not just here's your good night story. Let's read that together. But like actually, and then how you use that to overcome fears in motherhood because we all have fears we're human we have these fears because so can you briefly share with us your story um of what happened in your life for you to come to this realization that reading aloud actually made a difference in you and your children yeah you know one of the most formative moments that I can think of where the power of reading aloud was really highlighted for me. And I've talked about this on a few other podcasts recently. We were living as missionaries in Mexico and we were living off grid down this dirt road and living on a thousand gallons of water a week. And so it was this kind of intense physical situation. And I felt a lot of feelings about having, you know, I had a new baby that I'd brought home. We'd lived there at this point for 18 months or maybe a year. So I had a, a one-year-old infant plus five other children. And we were living this kind of extreme lifestyle uh, because we were helping an orphanage down there. And during this wintry season where I was like watching the rain to make sure it didn't rain, because if it did, we wouldn't be able to drive in on our roads. I was also reading the book, The Long Winter by Laura Ingalls Wilder, which is about a pioneer family who essentially gets snowed into their town the railroad can't get through because the snow is so thick. And so I was reading that book and just watching the way this family navigated their own extreme circumstance with so much joy and purpose and thankfulness. And it really made those feelings rise up in me. And I was just reading it because it was part of our homeschool pattern that we would read books and talk about them or draw about them. And so I was reading the book to my children, not thinking about how it impacts me. But as I read, I thought, I mean, look at the way Ma is handling this. I can handle it too. And the same thing happened for me at the beginning of the pandemic. I was reading the story, The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom, about how she survived uh, the Nazi years in, uh, she was in Holland. And so, you know, reading these books about how other people navigated their own hard circumstances gave me hope and courage and bravery to navigate my hard circumstances. And that's what I really wanted to communicate in this book, you know, because as moms, there are lots of small things and big things that we're afraid of. But when we stay stuck in our heads and thinking about how scared we are and worried about what might happen, it makes our kids feel like we aren't enjoying them. And it, it costs a lot for our families. Yeah. So, and we'll get to that in a moment. So what are some of the biggest fears 
uh, that you find women face in motherhood? Like there's there's little things and there's big things, but what are some of the um, main ones that you see a lot of women dealing with? Yeah, you know, there's a lot. I think I've had moms tell me that they have a fear of failing their children. They have a fear of regret. They have a fear of their children being wayward. They have a fear of not doing enough or a fear of, of doing too much. You know, there are so many, even simple things like I'm afraid I won't survive the baby years are addressed in my book. Because I think when we're in the middle of a season, whether it's sickness or potty training or diapering infants, all of these seasons are so intense that as moms, we can feel like I am afraid I'm not going to survive this. And yet we do. And that's what I really want to encourage moms in this book. Yeah. And you said something before about how much fear costs our family. Can you elaborate more on what the cost is? Because it's not just impacting us. It's also impacting our marriage and our kids. So can you uh, share that? Yeah, this is partly why I wrote the book is I just feel like it's so imperative that moms understand what happens when we stay stuck in worry. Because like, I was just worried about my kids. Like I loved my children so much. I was so excited about being a good mom. And so I had all these concerns for them. But concern looked to looked like me kind of being quiet and kind of having a worried look on my face and kind of not being very present. And what that said to my children was, I'm not very enjoyable. Taking care of me is hard. Do you know what I mean? So there's all these things that our children pick up on. They don't think, oh, mom loves me so much that she's just thinking about me. And they don't feel reassured by our worry. They actually feel scared by our worry, or they feel concerned that they're the cause of our unhappiness. And so when we can do what we need to do to switch joy on. And sometimes that is just like an act of the will. Our kids see that as us being delighted with them, with our lives, with them. They see that as us being happy people in the lives that we're in. And they, they take that almost as a vote of confidence that life isn't scary, that I am, <clears throat> I am a loved person that I can accomplish a purpose. Mm, that's so good. So what really with fear, there's two things we can, well, there's a few things we can do, but really two things is we can learn to try and cope with it. And I feel like a lot of us, particularly as mums, we just go, oh, well, I'll just, I'll deal with that later. Or we don't really take the time to overcome it. So can you talk to us the difference between coping with fear and overcoming fear and why we actually need to stop trying to cope with it and actually kick it out right right because let's 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 say let's play out a scenario here right so you're in the target aisle I don't know if you have target in Australia yeah yeah so you're in the target aisle and your toddler has a temper tantrum and then somebody walks by that you know and they see you trying to deal with this toddler and you're just a mess and then not only are you kind of embarrassed in the moment but you start to feel like oh my gosh I'm a failure as a mom People aren't going to like me. I'm afraid I'm going to be alone. I'm afraid this is going to go on forever. All of these things. And so, you know, like I saw this, this mom, her, her toddler fell and she starts remonstrating the toddler. Like I told you not to get up on there. And I know what she was doing. She was just embarrassed. And so instead of just comforting her toddler, she starts um, like giving the toddler a little lecture, which didn't matter. But I think the problem is when we're afraid we start sort of 
manipulating situations, blaming things on our kids, um, trying to make them perform to make us look good. So it, 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 um, it makes all kinds of behaviors come out of us that are actually kind of destructive for our families. Whereas if our core belief is that we are loved and that no one can take that love away from us, then we can navigate these situations a little more grace. Like if, if our child does something that is embarrassing, we don't think it's going to take away our identity as a person. We don't feel like it means that we get an X as a mom and we're, and we're just absolutely without value. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's so many sort of results of fear, like this fear that we're not loved results in all this manipulative and controlling and, and behaviors that push our people away from us instead of drawing them close. Yeah, wow, that's really good. And I love one thing that you um, wrote was fear keeps us in our heads, imagining the worst about ourselves and our circumstances. And then you go on to say, when we identify, and I wrote this down because I was like, whoa, <laughs> when we identify the fears that steal the magic from our lives, we can tear them down, we can take up our trustworthy motherhood tools literature liturgy and be able to savor this fleeting journey of motherhood and I love that and I think that that summarizes what you just said so well because we really like we don't want to take for granted this time with our kids we really want to be intentional about it and I love all the stories that you are sharing in your book about how how you've done that in your journey um and I think that it's yeah, it just like blew my mind how much fear mothers actually have. Like, you know, things like the kid throwing a tantrum in the middle of the store, we don't think about until it happens. And so it's having these things in our tool belt to be able to better deal with that when it arises. Yeah. And, you know, I think I was thinking about this today because we all have our own experience in childhood. And one of mine was that my mom was you know, probably not feeling very loved. And so then she, she did kind of put some pressure at different phases for us to do things to make, you know, maybe to make her look better or to, to sort of, you know, I think that a lot of us as people feel like we have to earn love. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and when we, as moms are constantly a little bit unhappy or kind of conveying a sense of displeasure, disapproval to our children, then what they pick up on is that I need to do something to be loved. And so it does, you know, all of the stuff that we experience as children carries us, carries into adulthood. So I think that we get rid of moms partly so we can enjoy our life. We get rid of fear as moms, partly so that we can enjoy our lives, mm. partly so we can just like savor the moments with our kids. Cause it is over so fast, but we also probably get rid of fear so that our children don't grow up thinking, oh, um, my, my mom was always unhappy with me or my mom was always distant. And there, therefore I am a person who's not lovable or who people will stay distant from and then repeat the cycle in our own family. So partly this is about staying connected and attached to our children so they can grow up and be mature, healthy adults who can be world changers. And partly just for our own joy so that we can just love the season because it it's fast. It might seem when you're in it, like you're going to be in it forever, but my, my seven children are all, you know, teenagers and above, and I don't have babies to cuddle anymore. They're mine. 
I don't have those, those beautiful moments of toddlers saying magical things to me. All of that is over in a, in a blink of an eye. And so I just really want to help moms learn to enjoy the moments with their kids. Mm, mm, I love that so much. So practically, how, what does it look like to overcome fear? Yeah. In the book, there's kind of almost a step-by-step guide. And what I do is I, I pair each step with a read aloud. You know, one of the first ones I talk about is Pride and Prejudice and how the mother in that book almost exemplifies somebody who hasn't done the inner work of, of overcoming fear and knowing that you're loved. And so she's manipulating marriages for her daughters and just making a mess out of the world because of that fear. And so in the book, what I kind of correlate it to is, is almost step one in our lives as mothers is just doing a little bit of journaling and maybe even grieving because we do go through things, whether it's something in our childhood or something in our marriages, something in the early years of motherhood, we go through things that are hard. And I feel like if we don't take the time to process that hard, maybe it's through crying, maybe it's through journaling, maybe it's just through letting yourself feel it for a moment. For me as a believer, it's through, you know, talking to God about it, just letting him come from my heart in that situation. I feel like if we just keep pushing through the hard, what we end up with is like a hard person. We end up being, you know, you've seen those people who are just a little bit abrasive and they're, you know, a little bit victimized by life and kind of have this perspective that the world's against them in a way. And And those are the kind of people that end up driving their kids away from them, which is the last thing that we want as mothers. So I think you really step one is just taking some time to acknowledge the pain that you have experienced in your life, take some time to grieve and journal so that you can, so that the door is open for the wonderful work of overcoming fear through forgiveness and overcoming fear through thankfulness and all of the other steps that I talk about in the book. Mm, I love that so much. So where do you fit in, particularly as, as a busy woman? We're all busy. We just, we know that we're all busy. So do you have any recommendations or what are your top tips for women who are saying, I'm too busy to sit down and read with my kids? Like yeah. I'm, let's read a bedtime story and get it done. What, apart from going like, look at what can come from it. What are your advice for them? Yeah, actually linked in my Instagram is a connection challenge because the other thing about reading out loud is it's just a moment of connection. You know, when you've taken the time to read even a short picture book, like we had this board book that we loved when our kids were young called Little Chick. And that short little board book was this moment of connection with me and my kids. And so maybe in the daytime, we read about the little chick and we looked for flowers, or maybe we noticed the sunshine because they talk about that in the board book. So I think that there are other ways to fit in reading aloud, but if, you know, for instance, audiobooks. but if you never take that moment to connect with your child over a book, you're kind of missing out on an opportunity to develop a family identity and develop these beautiful conversations. So I do, you know, we have read aloud time before bed, or we have a read aloud time in the morning in our family, but then also for sure, if you're really pressed for time, if, if you're busy with a, a carpooling schedule, I think audiobooks are w- a wonderful way to share stories with your family. Some of the ones that we've loved as audiobooks are the little house in the prairie series and 
The Wind in the Willows is a wonderful audiobook. Winnie the Pooh is fantastic on audio. So I think not discounting the beauty of audiobooks in the carpool lane or at bedtime even is, is another way to kind of build in these stories into your family that don't just help us see pictures of how other people overcome hard situations, but it also creates these family bonds that we we have conversations and vocabulary and memories centered around these stories. Mm. So do you, you've mentioned a few, a few good ones on audio. Do you have any uh, book recommendations for mums with younger children who aren't quite up to like, I know you talk about Pride and Prejudice and but for mums with younger kids, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, for sure. My my best-selling resource with my curriculum is called The Peaceful Preschool. And that whole resource is centered around 26 classic children's books that are paired with um, the letters of the alphabet. So books like Corduroy or um, there's a wonderful book about a quilt. There's a lovely book called Caps for Sale. There's so many fun books on that list. And that's a free book list that's on my website, thepeacefulpress.shop. Um, and then also in the book, I actually include at, with each chapter, a few read aloud suggestions. Some of those are picture books. There's one called Extra Yarn, that kind of a beautiful story of generosity. And then there's also other books that moms could read if you're just an avid reader yourself and would love to kind of keep it going. I love that. Have you had a favorite? I'm just curious. Have you had a favorite book or like a book where you read it and it was like the turning point for you? Uh, you know, as far as reading like um, books that I've read aloud, I think The Endurance is one of those where I read it aloud to my children. It's about Alfred Lance, um, about Ernest Shackleton's expedition to the South Pole. And it's written by Alfred Lansing. And I, I love this book so much because it's such a great leadership story. I mean, it's not, not about motherhood. It's not about parenting really, but he had to parent 26 rough and tough sailors in freezing conditions in Antarctica. And so there's so many leadership lessons that I really learned from that book, both reading it aloud to my children and reading it to myself. And you know, there's several series that I mentioned in the book, books like Little Bridges or Little House on the Prairie, where the examples in those stories of the mothers and how they were so gritty about taking care of their children and their families and kind of carrying them through hard situations have really inspired me as a mom to towards faithfulness. Mm, oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Do you have, just as we finish up, do you have any last words of encouragement or advice for the moms who are listening? Yeah, I think for, for moms of young kids, I think one of the most important things, you know, I guess there's two things probably. Number one, I would just say kind of do start to, I know you're in a busy season, but whether it's, you know, reading a book like Becoming Myself by Stacey Aldridge, where you kind of start to identify some pain points in your life or mothering by the book where it kind of walks you through some inner healing. I think that's such an important place to start because the most important thing you can do as a mom is to stay present with your children, to just be all there when you're there. And I think that's especially hard for us if we haven't dealt with some of our own inner demons. And so then we're maybe trying to prove ourselves by being amazing on social media or try to prove ourselves by 
being the most beautiful mom or the most organic mom or whatever, you know, there's all these categories that we can compete in. But I think that when we, you know, can get some stuff cleaned up in our own hearts so that we can be more whole, then we can really settle into our lives and love our lives and just be more present in a beautiful way. They'll communicate so much wholeness to the people around you, the people you love. And I think it's life-changing, not just for our children, but for culture, when we start to have more connected families and less brokenness Mm -hmm. and less rejection, I think that there's a lot of power for restoring culture that we're maybe not even realizing, um, but it's so important. Yeah. Wow. What a way to summarize. (laughs) Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. Can you just share with the listeners where we can find you, where we can connect with you, pick up your book? Yeah. Um, if you go to motheringbythebook.com, you can find the information about ordering the book. And there's also a link where you could actually get some bonuses. There's a study guide that my daughter and I did of just short videos that kind of walk you through each of the steps in the book. So motheringbythebook.com is a great way to find all my resources. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been amazing having you on the show today. And I know that this is going to um, really in, be inspiring for mums. It also, I love, you know, that this conversation I feel like is going to make a lot of us look deeper in ourselves uh, and realize that maybe we've got some things to work on. Well, thanks so much, Elise. I'm really honored that I had the chance to chat with your community and just, um, it's just such a beautiful and short season. So I hope that your mamas can really love it. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.